Hey, homies. I'm Katie. I'm Sydney. And this is Something Sick. Welcome back to part two of our duo. (laughs) Very excited about duos if you missed last week's listen to it you can listen to it whenever it it doesn't really matter but they're connected in a way so yeah last week we talked about the CISA hotel and this week we're going to talk about elisa lamb but before we get into it i do want to say we're recording this right after we recorded the first part of the duo and i thought that i saw ghosts in like our hallway while we were recording you can hear that she saw like a foot yeah i thought i saw like a foot in the doorway like a fleshy like foot and i think she moved her hand or something and thought it was a foot i don't know but i don't we're still it scares freaked out. me so um listen to part one if you want to hear the moment where that happened <laughs> terrifying. um and also as long as my little, dad doesn't take it out don't take it out please please we'll you can take out some of the silent parts yeah but so we're a little freaked out still and this probably isn't gonna help no but we have to watch that show before we go to bed. Marriage or mortgage? Yeah, I need a break. I need to cleanse my mind before I go to sleep. Yeah, valid. Anyways. Yeah, so I guess we don't have anything else to say, so I'm just going to jump, jump into right in. it. Probably going to be a long one. Yeah, this is by far the longest document I've written for a case Way to go. so far. Usually they've been around eight pages, and this one is 14. That's more what mine have been for the haunted so, ones. So. Yeah. Woo. Woo. So today I'm covering the case of Elisa Lamb. And this is another one of those that just like breaks my heart. And it's a lot like Kanika Jenkins to me in a lot of ways because it is like super heartbreaking like that one. And also these cases together make me never want to go to a hotel. No, especially not a haunted hotel yeah i just the the fact that like there's strange like video footage of both of them but not enough to actually tell us anything and the fact that they're both like young women of color who went missing in like a like Mm -hmm. hotel it's just it's very weird and creepy like last week i was in an elevator after i'd been researching this like i was in the elevator at work and i was like i don't like this on ghost adventures zach bagan's did the elevator game without without reading the instructions before doing it. idiot he's so dumb but that elevator he was in is very creepy, it's creepy so. and the elevator i take at work is really creepy huh the elevator i take at work sometimes oh, yeah. is creepy and i will say at one point i got in it and i was on two and i hit four and it took me down to one instead and i said uh-uh. a ghost do you remember that creepy elevator at the library at school yeah that one, I don't like that one. No. That one gives me bad vibes. Yeah. Also, it's it's stupid the number of times we took that when it was like one full. We only needed to go up one Listen, floor. Sometimes, all the time, I'm lazy. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, back to this very awful case. Because Elise's case has been so sensationalized, I really wanted people to know more about who she was. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to give you some normal background and then like a little more about who she was. Good. So Elisa Lamb was born on April 30th, 1991 in Vancouver. Her parents were immigrants to Canada from Hong Kong and they opened a Chinese restaurant in Vancouver. So her parents owned a restaurant and stuff. Yum. That makes me hungry. I know. <laughs> and Elisa was a student at the University of British Columbia. And also her Cantonese name was Lam Ho Yi, which I think is really important to include because yeah. that's part of her identity. Mm-hmm. Um, so I found her Tumblr, which we'll get into some of her later posts 
like as I get to talking about the case. But she also posts a lot on there, like reblogging, like aesthetic pictures of things and shows and movies that she liked. And I was on Tumblr around the time that she was posting and stuff. And Mm -hmm. so it's just like very surreal to go through her page and stuff. And it also gives you a good sense of like who she was. She loved Gilmore Girls and Marvel and Les Mis. And That's very Sydney. I know. And The Office and Harry Potter and like all kinds of things. Um, she also seemed to have a real interest in photography and fashion. And she also sometimes used her Tumblr as a diary and like posted about her life. And at one point she said about herself, quote, my main faults are that I talk too much. I have a naturally loud voice and I have no filter. And she also said of herself, quote, to be so self-confident in my opinions and yet so critical and aware of my own faults. It's bad when my brain works overtime, which I think both of those just like, I think people like to paint her as very like shy and like quiet. And she was not like Mm. she said to herself, like she is confident and strong willed. And I think that says a lot more about who she was. Yeah. Then, like, I don't know. I think it's easy for people to paint herself as like this reserved. Because she's a smaller person. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I mean, it takes guts to go. She went by herself to yeah. elaborate. Like, it takes guts. I would never do that. Exactly. Like, you have to be confident to be able to do that and to stay downtown and in the area that she was in. Like, yeah. She was a, a very bold woman. And at one point, this makes me so sad. She posted a poem that she'd written and she said after the poem, Quote, I don't post any photos of myself or repost photos, Facebook snippets, because I prefer it that way. This is entirely myself, and maybe one day you will come across me. And I just hate that we've all come across her because she's died. Yeah. Like, I don't know. That just makes me sad. And also, before I get into it, I want to note that if you watch the Netflix documentary, they, like, have a lot of parts of, like, Elisa like talking on Tumblr and I don't think a lot of the posts that they put on there are real I think they're Mm -hmm. made up I cannot confirm because I like didn't have time to go all All the the way way. through her Tumblr but based on what I found I think that they were making some of those up gotcha so take that with a grain of salt yeah okay so Elisa had been diagnosed with bipolar disorder and she was having a rough time adjusting to to this diagnosis and handling it and I have close family members who have bipolar disorder and it's really scary and frustrating so I can understand that it was like really difficult for her and her family to deal with Mm -hmm. and this is also partially why she wanted to strike out on her own and go traveling she was going traveling by herself going south through California to get a break from school and also to get just like a mental health break um everyone needs that yeah definitely and I want to note that At this time, the University of British Columbia said she wasn't a registered student. So I'm not sure if she was like taking a semester off or if they were just like trying to cover their butts for some reason. That's interesting. I don't know why they would try to be covering for themselves. I don't know. But Elisa had been struggling with her mental health throughout school. And so she wasn't like taking full credit loads. Mm -hmm. Um, And she said in her own words that she was quote unquote behind, which is stupid because if you're not taking a full credit load, that does not make you behind. No. But maybe she did like take a semester off or whatever just to get a break. So a lot of people do that. Just wanted to mention all that. That's why she's traveling in the middle of February. People take gap years and stuff. Yeah. You know. Either way, Elisa was traveling the West Coast kind of as her way to escape. And she called it her West Coast tour, 
which is just so cute. Mm -hmm. Um, She started her trip on January 22nd in San Diego, and she was planning to check out San Francisco, LA, and Santa Cruz. Elisa's parents were nervous about her traveling by herself. That makes sense. Yeah, especially like being in a foreign country. Yeah. (laughs) But I think they're really hopeful that it would be good for her And also, like, based on her personality that she showed, I feel like if they told her no, she probably wouldn't have listened. Yeah. She seems like she could take care of herself for the most part. Mm -hmm. Like, if she's that confident. Yeah. So, Elisa assured her family that she would call them every day to check in. And she kept this promise for most of her trip. So, on January 28th, 2013, 21-year-old Elisa Lamb arrives in Los Angeles and checks into the Cecil Hotel. Now, I will note that some sources say the 26th of January, but most say the 28th, so I'm trusting that. Okay. The rates at this time at the Cecil Hotel were super low, low, especially in January. It's their Mm off-season. And just a quick recap of some of the things about the Cecil Hotel that Katie already mentioned. It is a 14-floor hotel in the middle of Skid Row, and the hotel had over 700 rooms for guests. And to put it in perspective, the average hotel has about 327 rooms. Mm -hmm. So this place is huge. Yeah. And the Cecil Hotel was an alternative to apartments for a lot of people, including people who couldn't pass a background check. So people who just got out of prison, um, people who were on the run would come here or could come here. And obviously that doesn't mean that everyone there was a bad person, but there definitely could have been some bad things going on in the hotel. There definitely were. And there were, yeah. So Elisa was originally checked into a hostel style shared room, room 506. And it was basically just like a bunk room. And there was like a shared bathroom like down the hall. And this was part of the stay on Main that the Cecil Mm -hmm. had rebranded as. And the way that it worked was like they were staying at the Cecil just under a fancier name. And the stay on Main was floors three, four and five. Mm Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, three, four, and five. And these were like made to seem like classier for like basically for like younger people. Who yeah, were I mean, the whole they wanted the hotel to be like business and mm-hmm. vacationers and like, yeah, that's not what it became. But no, that's what they wanted it to be. So that's where Lisa was staying. But the Cecil still had like shared elevators and shared stairwells and everything. It's all mm-hmm. still the same building, even though she was staying so a different name stay on, on Main. It. Yeah. Like the front. Of the building has a different, has stay on main, but the side still has the yeah. CISA hotel mm-hmm. sign. But. On January 31st, Elisa was moved from the hostel room that she was in to a private room on the same floor. And she was moved because guests sharing the room with her complained of quote unquote odd behavior. And the manager of the Cecil Hotel at the time said that Elisa was apparently leaving notes on her roommate's beds and writing things like go away or get out. Ooh. And that she also, like, wouldn't open the door when her roommates, like, were, like, knocking to get in. And she would, like, ask for the password. Mm-hmm. Which is very interesting. Yeah. It's, some people might say to take it with a grain of salt because it's the Cecil Hotel's manager. Yeah. It depends on what your theory is, I guess. Yeah. Some of her movements throughout LA can be tracked from her posts on Tumblr. Like, at one point, she posted, I'm going out tonight. I really hope no creeper comes near me. I would never post that. <laughs> no. <laughs> clearly word very different yeah so um on january 29th i would think that definitely yeah (laughs) on january 29th she posted i have arrived in la la land and there is a monstrosity of a building next to the place i'm staying which first of all (laughs) 
There's she, another monstrosity. She's staying in the monstrosity. Yeah. But she said, when I say monstrosity, mind you, I'm saying as in gaudy. But then again, it was built in 1928, hence the Art Deco theme. So yes, it is classy. But then since it's LA, it went on crack. Fairly <laughs> certain this is where Baz Luhrmann needs to film The Great Gatsby. Mm. So that's you know, when she checked into the Cecil, she's exploring. Yeah. All that good stuff. Throughout her stay, Elisa had been in contact with her family daily, but she stopped responding to her parents' calls on January 31st. And by the next day, they obviously started to get pretty concerned. Uh, yeah. yeah. I would be pretty panicked. And she was also meant to check out of the hotel on February 1st to continue her trip. So her parents filed a missing persons report. And around the same time when Elisa did not check out of her room, hotel staff removed her personal belongings from the room and put them in storage because that was their policy. I mean, Which, like, I get it. I but think most hotels would have that. Yeah. But I would be concerned that this girl disappeared. Yeah. So. So it is concerning. Then again, they also do have 700 rooms. Yeah. So. Yeah. So it sucks. That definitely yeah. like hurt the situation. But so Elisa's computer, wallet, clothes, medications and other items had been left in the room. Now, I cannot find anywhere where her phone was, hmm. which yeah. feels like a big thing. Yeah. Especially for a girl traveling on and her who's own. And has been in constant contact with her parents. Yep. I, I don't, it could have been somewhere, like it could have yeah. been in the room. It could have been like on her body later. I just can't find it anywhere, yeah. which is really frustrating. And I want to know where it was. Ugh. And also the employee who cleaned out the room noted that it was messy, but not like there had been a struggle, just kind of like, you know, someone had been living there or whatever. Well, clearly she was yeah. walking around, mm -hmm. as we'll talk about later, I'm sure. But And they said there was no sign of forced entry. So Elisa's parents contacted the LAPD and were pre preparing to head to LA. And the robbery homicide division arrived at the Cecil Hotel. And 18 detectives were on the case. You know, that's good. I know. That's insane. That's a lot of people. Which, like, it makes sense if you're going to be, like, searching a hotel of this size. It's but also just, a like, missing, how old she again? 21. 21. Like a missing young girl, like young woman. Like you want people to keep coming as tourists yeah. and stuff. Like you don't want to have that reputation. That's true, yeah. But I mean, I'm so glad that 18 people showed up. Yeah. But it's crazy. I've never heard of that. No. Especially like when you're considering this area, like they probably, they probably just dismiss it normally. Yeah. And so, she's not a white person. Yeah. Like. But she was a tourist. Yeah. Which I'm sure. Yeah. So anyway, that's just crazy. But thank they, you for doing something right. Kind of. <laughs> kind of. So that's a f decent first step. Not the follow up, I'm yeah. sure. But so they couldn't get search warrants for the private rooms, but they were able to search all of the public areas of the hotel. And so they did. And after searching, they didn't really find anything. So they started to look into the last sightings of Elisa. And hotel employees remembered seeing her on the day she disappeared, which I'll kind of get into a little bit later. Mm -hmm. And there was also another notable sighting was from a girl named Katie Orphan, who worked in a bookstore nearby called The Last Bookstore. And she said she saw Elisa on January 31st, and they'd had a conversation with about the things that Elisa was buying and she was buying like books and music for like family and friends and stuff and like mm -hmm. was like talking about whether or not she'd be able to carry everything in her bag and stuff like she had plans to like go home yeah 
And the night that she disappeared, this is back to the sightings that employees said, employees reportedly found Elisa in an area of the hotel that guests weren't allowed in, hmm. which they didn't say where this was. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, was it like a kitchen? Was it like a back hallway? Yeah. It just said that it was like an area restricted to guests, hmm. which is weird Sketchy. what are you what are you guys doing back i'm there? just like wh- where where is it but they asked her to leave and she walked towards the elevator area and the not knowing where that is infuriates yeah. me yeah i mean we don't know the layout of the hotel either though so yeah but i'm like give me like a floor number at yeah. least probably the bottom of the hotel I don't mostly know. rooms yeah so after could have the- been the roof though it could have been the roof or like the stairwell leading to the roof. Yeah. That's my, I'm just like, there's so many places that it could be that yeah. are sketchy. Yeah. But anyway, after looking into these previous sightings, police began the task of sifting through hundreds of hours of video video surveillance from the hotel. Now, not all of the floors had cameras, including Elisa's floor. So floor five did not have a camera. Stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just a massive oversight. But anyway. Yeah. But they had cameras in the elevators and they had cameras on the entrances and exits. That makes sense. I mean, it's a lot. It is. But also it said that they weren't on all of the floors. So some floors had cameras. Yeah. So it's like if you're going through that effort, put them on all of the floors. Yeah. I mean, they weren't putting a ton of money in at that point. (laughs) But goodness. Yeah. It's really frustrating. (laughs) I guess it's fair that's a lot of floors. Yeah. (laughs) And there are like multiple hallways and... I'm sure the police want answers, but I'm sure they're also glad they didn't have to sift through all of that all footage. Of that, but yeah. So on February 6th, police release a statement concerning Elisa's disappearance, including a description of her and like asking for help in finding her. And at this point, police knew that Elisa had not left the hotel because they'd watched the footage from all of the hotel exits and 14 officers, it said 14, something said 18, 14 to 18 officers began a search of the whole hotel. They checked closets and bathrooms and there were like lockers in the basement for employees. They checked there and they were asking about like, what doors employees could use, like when the trash went out and all kinds Mm -hmm. of stuff. They also called in scent tracking dogs and one dog did locate the scent from Elisa's room on the fifth floor and the dog tracked to the westward window, which had a fire escape. But at that point, the dog lost the scent, which makes sense because it was outside. Yeah. But at this point, LAPD air support also searched the roof, but found nothing. Mm. Um, And after this search, the team was drastically cut when community focus turned to a former LAPD officer who was attacking and killing other members of the LAPD. I mean, like, I get it. Kind of makes sense, but keep some people. So their 18 detective team was cut to four detectives. So there are still people working on it, but. They had the 18 people to like comb through the hotel. Mm -hmm. It's the best, I guess, not the best they could do. But the best they said they could do. Yeah. It is at this point that police decided to release the elevator footage in hopes of gaining help from the public because they realized they couldn't really do everything on their own with like a cut team. So on February 13th, police released the infamous surveillance video that was captured on February 1st. And this video is four minutes long. It's so creepy. It's so creepy. And I'm sure like most people that listen to this have seen it. But I am going to just detail the whole thing. Yeah. And then we can talk about it. We can like 
I don't know if we can do clips on Instagram or not, but maybe. Maybe. I'm sure we can. We can try. Maybe we'll post them. At least we'll post photos. Or at least gonna have pictures of it, yeah. Yeah. And throughout this video, Elisa is wearing a red hoodie, black shorts, and black polka dot Birkenstocks. And they're kind of like jelly Birkenstocks, I Mm. think. My mom has some of those. So, yeah. (laughs) And the camera is in like the back corner of the elevator and it shows like the doors and stuff as if you're standing at the back. Mm -hmm. So like the buttons and stuff are on the right side of the elevator. And the elevator door opens and Elisa enters coming from the left. And the buttons are on the right side, as I said. And she walks over to them and like, bends over in front of them and pushes all of the buttons in the middle, like going down the row. And the way that she bends down is really strange. Like she like fully like bends at the hips. Flat back. Like flat backed to look at it. But some people did note that she wasn't wearing her glasses, hmm. which I also couldn't find anywhere where her glasses were. Yeah. So maybe she was just like bending down to try and get close yeah. to see them but also want to know where her glasses are. Um, After this, she stands in the back right corner of the elevator for about five seconds, like not moving, before slowly walking towards the door. And then she takes like a lunge step out. I I hate this video. Like all of her movements are so weird. Um, And she like looks back and forth down both sides of the hallway, like really fast. And then immediately steps back inside and stands in the very center of the elevator for just a second before like pushing her back against the right wall. Mm -hmm. So she's like moving around like she keeps going back and forth between being really slow and really fast. Yeah. And at this point, she does kind of look like she's hiding. Um, And then after that, she steps back and stands right between the elevator doors, like staring out into the hallway. So like, it's really weird that she keeps going back and forth between like hiding. And then just standing out in the open. Yeah. Yeah. And so after standing in the doors, she jumps out into the hallway, looks around and like does like a box step motion, Mm -hmm. um, stepping back into the elevator and then back out. And then she slides against the wall with her back pressed to the wall, like outside of the elevator, like out of frame. And you can see her like raise her arms and like touch her head like she's like stressed. Yeah. Like a stressed motion. And then she goes back to the buttons, presses all of the buttons again that she'd already pressed. In the middle. In the middle. Do you want to know what's really on Ghost Adventures when they were like one of the nights that they were investigating, they were like all going to separate floors and they ended up being all the middle buttons. They like, Zach pushed them and he goes, all three of the top middle ones. Like. That's a little weird. Yeah. It was weird. Something about those floors. Which, wasn't it because it was 14 14 10 and 7 okay the ones that they pushed so which is roger ramirez jack unterweger and pigeon goldie's rooms on mm. which i will say at this point during this video elisa was on the 14th floor mm-hmm. and you know this because when she pushes the 14 button it doesn't stay lit up yeah so i think right. they even on ghost adventures were like lining up the walls to the elevator footage Mm. to see what floor they were on yeah so she pushes all the buttons again and when she's doing this she's not like quickly like jamming them like you know if you're like like in a hurry you're in a hurry you're wanting to do the doors to close you're like jamming the buttons she's doing it like really slowly and like really methodically so she then returns to her spot like just outside of the door on the left side and she like turns her head to the right and starts to look like she's speaking to someone and this is when she starts to make those really weird motions with her hands they look really long they do i'm like doing it with my hands right now they freak me out and honestly it kind of looks like like when people on ghost shows are like feeling for a spirit or whatever like she's like making circles with her arms 
But her hands are also just like her fingers are like all outstretched too. Kind of yeah. like she's talking to somebody. Mm-hmm. Like it's just it's very weird yeah. motions. I keep getting chills. Yeah. Oh, I hate it. And then after she's doing this, you know, she looks like she's talking to someone. And then she walks to the left of the elevator out of shot and isn't seen again. Yeah. And throughout all of this, the doors were open the whole time. That doesn't make any sense to me. Which I have an explanation for and I will get to. Um, But it is 20 seconds before the doors close. And finally, the elevator starts to go and like moves to the floors that she'd pushed. And it this continues for like almost two minutes of the video, mm-hmm. which is really weird to me why the LAPD left Not this in the video. Has it been proved that the video hasn't been edited? No. Okay. So getting why did they into leave that the video. In, yeah. I, the, I, there's if that no- had been edited, why would you want that in? I don't understand why the LAPD left that in. Like they released the video so that people could see Elisa, you know, like to see if anyone recognized her. What's the point? I don't know. Of leaving that two minutes at the end. I don't get it. No. Like they know how to to clip a video, like trim a video. Clearly. That's weird. It's really strange. I just don't get it. People think that this video could have been edited or doctored, which I also believe. Yeah. Um, So first of all, on the video, you can see at the bottom the timestamps, but they're completely unreadable. It's like complete gibberish. Um, And it makes no sense why this would be like hard to read, but the rest is pretty clear. Yeah. And in the Netflix documentaries, they have some of the detectives from the case talking about it. And one of the guys says like, he's like, the LAPD media relations could have edited the footage, like blurring the timestamp so that people don't know what time it was. I don't know why they wouldn't want people to know what time it was. I feel like if you want the community's help, you should want the time so that people know like when they could have been looking, like when she was out and about. Exactly. Like Like, if I think I saw her at 3 p.m., how would I but know? But then on the video, it's 3 p.m. I'd be like, oh, well, oh, that's no. not her. Yeah. I just don't get the time thing. Like, why you wouldn't want people to know the time. Yeah. That just doesn't make sense to me. And they, like, really gloss over that fact. <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah, they just didn't want you to know the time. And I'm like, okay. I feel like a lot of people do that a lot. Yeah. So... People also think that the footage is slowed down. Some of her movements come off as like really slow and which people say her movements are really slow. I think some of her movements are very fast. (laughs) Yeah. But some of them are pretty slow. And someone also noted that like you can't read the milliseconds, but like you know how like seconds look when they're counted and they looked at the milliseconds and they're off. Mm -hmm. And basically they think that it's been slowed down like 33%. (laughs) And so specific, I know, which sucks because you can't even like play back things on like 1.33. Yeah. So I watched it on 1.25% speed like Mm -hmm. playback and it's definitely like not impossible for her to move that fast. So it's not like, it doesn't look weird, really, mm-hmm. sped up like that. Why would they have? Why would they have slowed that down, though? So the LAPD was like, we could have. Also, the whole time they're saying this, they're like, we may have. Like <laughs> they're like not allowed to say we did it. But also, they're probably not the ones that were touching the footage. No. So maybe they genuinely don't maybe know. They what don't happened know. Either. Which is just like okay, then don't talk about it. Yeah. But um. They're suggesting that they slowed it down so that, like, you get more time to, like, see her and, like, see if you recognize her. Yeah. But I'm like, is slowing it down 33% really gonna? No, maybe, like, freeze frame. (laughs) Like, yeah, just take a picture of it. I don't think that's gonna make me recognize if I know her. Yeah. Like, you never get a real clear look at her face. No, it's not super clear footage at all. So, uh, I mean, sure, 
fine, but it's just weird. Um, there are also parts of the video where it looks like it's been cut. There's like one specific moment as it's the drawers closing that you can clearly see like a cut. Mm. And some people said that they decoded the time code and that there's 53 seconds missing, hmm. which is very weird. Yeah. Once again, could just be something the LAPD edited out, but why? Yeah, what was in that 53 seconds? And also, seconds? why would you cut out some random 53 seconds but leave, leave two minutes yeah. at the end? <laughs> Weirdos. <laughs> like, I, I don't need to see the elevator moving. I know how elevators work. Yeah. Whatever. So, about the elevators not closing the whole time Lisa's in mm-hmm. them. Some YouTubers did, like, their own investigation, like, where they went to the Cecil. Yeah. And the last button in the row that Elisa pushed is the door hold button. Gotcha. And this button would hold the door for two minutes. Okay. Which is the amount of time that she was. Yeah. Yeah. Which I've never heard of a door hold button holding for for two two minutes. minutes. That's really long. (laughs) No. But in the video when she pushed from the time that she pushed the button down to the time the door closed. It was also an old hotel older hotel mm-hmm. and the elevator technology is probably not great yeah. so i guess that makes sense yeah. like it's just slow to process and it was two minutes and 47 seconds before the doors closed which mm. if it was slowed down would be about two, two minutes, minutes. Oh, yeah so that makes sense that answers that question okay but that satisfies yeah. me so the question still remains if she was talking to someone else yeah there is one little other thing about the video that i will get to later okay that i'm saving for later so um also noting again that the video was taken on the 14th floor and I'm just very curious about why she was up on the 14th floor. Yeah. This footage that was released on February 13th was met with a lot of speculation online. Also, this is just back to the 14th floor. The 14th floor is technically the 13th floor, which is so creepy because if there's no 13th floor in the hotel. Yeah. So technically. That's true. Anyways, just so creepy. Numbers are freaky sometimes. I know. Also, like in my brain, I was like, no, but I. Yes. Yes. <laughs> my brain just. I'm not always the dumb one. No, I know. <laughs> You're not the dumb one. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I didn't mean to see yes right after. Um, anyway, so this footage was met with a lot of speculation online and people desperately wanted to know what happened to Elisa Lamb. And there were like all kinds of conspiracies going on mm-hmm. which we're gonna get into can you see my eyes rolled to the back all of, of them head? not all of them there's too many but how many are we doing i didn't count oh. but most of them i'm just kind of mentioning like okay. i'm not like getting into like, them I'm my promise <laughs> i was like i <laughs> care said, i want to go to bed <laughs> i was like how many are we talking no but i still have a lot to cover <laughs> okay that's fine so on february 19th 19 days after Elisa went missing, guests had been complaining of low water pressure. That's so gross. Like, and the so, fact that it took 19 days. I know. That's so long. Yeah. And so you'll also hear all the time that people said the water had a funny taste to it and that the water was black. Mm-hmm. Official reports so- show no evidence of this. And so when I like started my research, I was like, okay, so that's just like a rumor, like to try and sensationalize it. Do you want to something terrible? What? I looked up the reviews on google of this they're hotel. all i've seen people them. just making fun of that and it's being like awful. i stayed there and the water was black and gross and then other people are like don't listen to these idiots being disgusting yeah like, all of the reviews are people like, that, like that are terrible people i saw them it was anyway, making my blood that. boil same i didn't put it in my episode because it, we weren't talking about this mm-hmm. but it was making me angry yeah um so i when i saw that the official report said nothing about this, I was just like, oh, okay. It's just sensationalized, just like those reviews. Mm -hmm. But 
in the next Netflix documentary, they did have people who were staying in the hotel and they did say that the water was discolored and that it did taste weird. Yeah. And they also showed like a clip that someone had recorded and put on the news and it's, it wasn't black, but it it was like brown. Like it's not normal water. Like Like you you can, yeah, there's a lot of hotels that have weird water. Like you can tell when water is not right. I literally watched a TikTok today of a guy who lives in New York that he has to run his tap yeah. before he washes. I've seen his that hands. kind of stuff. So it's like, yeah. so like, yeah, it was not like it's not a crazy out of the box idea that that would happen. Yeah, like so people were complaining. Obviously, that's really I would gross. Complain. And also, the faucets would also make like weird rattling noises when they turned on. Great. So, um, I just want to say I feel so bad for this maintenance man <laughs> because he was probably just thinking it's the an old hotel. That, like some of the people that work at this hotel, I feel so bad for them. The maids. Yeah. This guy, man. Oh. So they called on the maintenance man, Santiago Lopez, and he took the elevator to the top floor and then went up the staircase to the roof. And there was an alarm to the roof, which would sound throughout the top floor of the hotel and to the front desk if someone without access tried to go to the roof. Mm -hmm. And so Santiago disarmed this and went to the roof. And there are four water tanks on the roof, all up on like a little platform thing. So Santiago approached these and the specific water tank that fed the rooms that were complaining about water water pressure. And this specific tank was like in like the back corner. Mm -hmm. So there's like four and it's in the corner. I will say on Ghost Adventures, one of the sidekicks was pointing to one of the water tanks, like this one. And it was about, I knew it wasn't the right one. So BS on that. So not calling right it, <laughs> calling out Ghost Adventures. Calling out the psychic. Yeah. Idiot. Like Also just do your research. Yeah, come on. Like, you know where you're going. So Santiago checked the water tank that fed these rooms that were complaining about water pressure, which this water tank also fed a kitchen and a coffee shop. and he climbed up to the top of the water tank and there at 10 a.m on february 19th he discovered elisa's body in a water tank on the roof of the cecil hotel and here is where all of the details about the hatch get confusing yeah so lopez said quote i noticed the hatch to the main water tank was open and looked inside and saw an asian woman lying face up in the water approximately 12 inches from the top of the tank now there's still so much contention around this why would you not just believe the one witness yes so the reason that there is so much like confusion around it is that the lapd said that when they got on the scene that it was closed he probably closed it. Which, yeah. So out of respect. I don't know if he closed it or if they literally just said it wrong because it's mm-hmm. like one clip of the guy being like, it was closed. So maybe he yeah. meant to say it wasn't. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, he might have closed it. I mean. Out of respect. Out of respect. I mean, people cover up, like people that happen upon murder scenes yeah. cover up bodies not thinking about it because they're like, oh no, I don't want that person to exactly. be disgraced like that. Yeah. Like, so I trust him. I think that that's what happened. I mean, but seems like an innocent yeah. guy. He's like, I... What does he have so to sweet. gain by saying that wrong? Literally nothing. <laughs> but um, it's just so frustrating because whether or not it was open decides a lot about this case. Oh yeah, definitely. Because like, if it was open, it could have been an accident. An accident. It could have been other things. If it was closed, someone, someone else, else had that. to be involved. Yeah. So that's why there's like so much writing on this one thing. And it's so mm-hmm. anyway. And if if the policeman who like said that it was closed, if that was a mistake, that was a very costly mistake. Uh, yeah. 
I wonder if he still has his job. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but dude, do you have your job still? <laughs> Answer us. He's listening. So also this lid weighs 20 pounds and it's not like on a hinge. It's just like I guess like a manhole cover kind yeah. of thing. Like it just like fits over top. Yeah. But yeah. So a little bit about this water tank that Elisa was found in. It was 10 feet tall and six feet in diameter, and it held a thousand gallons of water. And when she was found, it was about half full. And all of that means like nothing to me. Yeah. So the average hot tub is around 300 to 500 gallons. How many again was this tank? And this tank holds 10 or holds a thousand, but was about half full. Okay. So it would have been probably like 500 to 600 gallons. Okay. So like a little bit more than a a hot tub. tub. Okay. So it's not, not a like lot. it's not like a place that you would go swimming. No. Like this wasn't like a pool. It's not enough space. Yeah. Yeah. So and also like when you take into account diameter, yeah. Elisa's five four mm-hmm. and the whole like the diameter of the tank was six feet. Like it's not yeah. like you could like spread out in it no. and stuff. But it also makes no sense how or why Elisa would have ended up in this water tank. No. Um, the only way to get to it would either be to climb the ladder attached to the water tank or alternatively, the water tanks are right next to like a taller roof of mm-hmm. the building. So you would have had to climb the fire escape ladder up to that roof, walk across it and climb down to and the water tanks. In. Yeah. So there's that. Um, also, I don't understand how Lisa would have known where these water tanks were. I mean, no. she would have first had to get to the roof. Yeah. Second of all, if I was on a roof and saw a bunch of water tanks, I would not be like, let me, get it. Let me go over there. Well, I think if it was an accident, I don't think she was in her right mind. Definitely. So, but I don't know. Sometimes I don't know. you, I guess if you're not in your right mind, you don't know what you're doing. Definitely. You're just like, it's like, can get I have no way of yeah. knowing or comprehending that, but it's yeah. just very interesting. Mm-hmm. So to get her body out, police had to completely empty the water tank and cut a hole in the side. Which I just, that's why I guess because the hole is so small and because it was half full, like there's really no good way to get her out. I think especially without damaging her body. Didn't the guy say he was, she was only like 12 inches down in the water, but it was half full. And then she was another foot. I thought he meant from the the top of it. Okay. Yeah. And also I think probably to keep from like damaging her body. Yeah. Cause yeah. Yeah. So, and when she was found, Lisa was not clothed and her clothes were found with her in the bottom of a tank along with her hotel key card and her watch. So I don't think that her phone was with her mm-hmm. when she was found. Um, her clothes were found covered in a sandy textured particle that was like white. And there are also several dark hairs or fibers only a few inches long found on a few pieces of her clothing. Now, I always heard this and thought that this was like conspiracy theory. Yeah. This stuff is on the autopsy. Yeah. Which is just, it's really weird. Mm-hmm. And I really want to know what it is. Yeah, because they still don't know what it they is. They don't, they haven't said, like, what it was. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I just think that's so weird. There's a lot of this that I'm like, could definitely be an accident. And then there's just, like, the weird little tiny things that you're like, what? Like, yeah. I can't explain it, but. There's just so many unexplained things in this case. Um, So, about her clothes being off when she was in the tank. There are a few ways that people suggest it could have happened if it was an accident. First, some people suggest that she could have had hypothermia and started paradoxically undressing, which happens a lot if people have hypothermia. Um, Maybe that she had fallen in or was going for a swim or something and started to 
undress. get cold and undress because she thought she was hot. Yeah. Which I do think that it would be very hard to try and take all of, like she had like several layers on and yeah. take all of your layers off while you're trying to keep yourself afloat. But I don't know. I've never always. tried. <laughs> but I mean, if you know how to swim, it's not that hard to stay yeah. afloat, you know. And I guess I also don't know how deep it was, but I don't feel like that's crazy. Yeah. To take off her clothes. And she also could have taken... Personally, I don't think... I don't know. (laughs) Um, She also could have taken her clothes off to try and stay afloat if she was, like, treading water and getting tired and, like, clothes are heavy when they're wet and stuff. Yeah. Um, Other people suggest that her clothes were thrown in before or after her, either that she was assaulted or murdered, and that her clothes were thrown in to remove evidence, which I see is a little more likely but i don't know i go back and forth on this case (laughs) yeah i don't know i don't know i feel like lately i've been more accident actually Mm -hmm. but it's just i don't there's no evidence as to who could have done it if someone did it yeah um some people like there is a theory that she just like thought she was going swimming but like why would she get naked yeah and also if you were just going swimming you wouldn't throw your clothes in too no so the only way would be if she was undressing while she was in the water. Yeah. I mean, maybe they could have just fallen in if she had taken them That's off fair, before. I guess. But I don't know. I don't know. It's just weird. The things, both, both, like, with the accident, I'm like, not, a lot of it doesn't seem too crazy. Like, honestly, mm-hmm. I feel like she seemed mentally unwell. And yeah. Ended up in a bad, like, if that's the accident, or like, I feel like that's very logical. Like, it makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. So... Elisa's body, we're now getting on to the autopsy. She was extremely decomposed from being in the water for nearly three weeks. Yeah, that's a long yeah. time. And there was no way for the medical examiner to decipher how long she'd been in the tank because of that. But they're so assuming it had been the, the whole time. Three weeks. Yeah. But I mean, where else would she have been at that yeah. point? They looked through most of the hotel. Mm-hmm. But they don't know. There were sure. some rooms they weren't able to get that's in, though, right? Okay. I mean, yeah. That's what I've heard. They can't really search private rooms without yeah. evidence and yeah. stuff. So her death was officially ruled an accidental drowning with her bipolar disorder as a contributing factor. There was no trauma reported on her body. A rape kit was tested, but there was no evidence of sexual assault. And there was no evidence of external or internal injuries that could have been from a murder. There was like no strangulation. No. That's why bruising. it makes me feel okay thinking... Mm-hmm. That it was like a terrible accident, yeah, which helps me sleep at night. I think, yeah. <laughs> but there are the weird things. But so usually in the case of a drowning, the lungs are filled with fluids, and the Emmy didn't find any fluid in her lungs. But the absence of this doesn't necessarily like rule out drowning. Yeah, which I don't understand. But I don't know anything about autopsies. Yeah, there's also other so. ways to die in a a thing of water that's not well yeah drowning that's true but they did rule it an accidental drowning so um they believed that she was suffering from some sort of psychosis or break and some people suffering with bipolar can suffer delusions and hallucinations which makes sense considering the elevator footage and how she was acting um the toxicology report showed no drugs in her system other than her prescription drugs but it does show that she might not have been taking them as prescribed yeah so the day of her death she took only one of her antidepressants and she was on two and she also did not take her antipsychotic. So, the, like, the bottles in her room had more pills and then, gotcha. than they should at the time. Okay. And basically, it was just 
proving that she was undertaking her prescriptions. So that can have detrimental effects. Oh, yeah, definitely. Especially if you've been consistently on it all. Yeah. Yeah. Which medication is just so hard. Yeah. And and for different people, it's different. Like everybody, it's different. So Elisa's family also did say that she had had hallucinations in the past and had been uh, hospitalized before. Okay. So she did have like a history history. of things like this. Um, However, the autopsy did say, quote, a full review of the circumstances of the case and appropriate consultation do not support intent to harm oneself. So Elisa did not commit suicide. I didn't think she did. And I just, I want to fully roll that out because I don't want her family to have to live with that. No, I never thought she had committed suicide. Some people did. Like some people believed that, which is just ridiculous. I mean, most of them probably believe that because of the history of the hotel. But But that is ruled out. The Emmy was confident that her death was accidental. And I say that, but. I will note that on the medical report, there are boxes to check for the manner of death Mm -hmm. and could not be determined, was checked and then scratched out. An error was written underneath it. And then they marked accident instead. I heard they marked accident, then switched it to could not be determined and then crossed it out and back to accident. People say that. So the documentary went over that. People say that because they, the date is written above. Okay. And both on both of them, it says 318. Okay. But the accident marking looks like it says 315. Okay. So people thought that they were written okay. three days apart, but they weren't. Okay. They both say 318. Okay. It's just hard to read. Okay. So, but yeah, they said that it was just a mistake. People need better definitely... handwriting for important yeah, things like that. Yeah, if you're going to be writing an autopsy, <laughs> you need to be That's clearer. also on, I don't understand how doctors have such bad handwriting and write prescriptions like that. Anyways, totally different <laughs> thing. But I'm like, if this is important to somebody, you can write better. Katie has some choice words for the doctor community. (laughs) You have to be able to read their handwriting. Yeah. But also, like, if I'm sorry, if you make a mistake on a document like this. Hold on. I'm very thankful for doctors. (laughs) I don't even think that. Yeah, that was a joke in case you didn't get it. I'm very thankful for doctors. (laughs) Just get better handwriting. Clearly, I got my vaccine. I'm very grateful for scientists and doctors. But uh, this might be controversial. If you make a mistake like that on a like an autopsy, autopsy especially a, like a death that is controversial like this, yeah. maybe just throw that form out and get a new, new one, one and yeah. write it again. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. You might not be allowed to. I don't know. Shred I don't it. Know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I just mean for like record's sake, they might have to have it. I guess. For legal things too but maybe don't make that mistake <laughs> yeah so clearly sounds like they changed it pretty quickly though if it's in the same yeah, day they definitely did but it's just like you're just giving people more and more to go off of to make these conspiracy theories yeah also why was the autopsy done so far after i don't know that's a good question because if she was found on february 19th and this wasn't done until um, march actually I bet the reason it w- was is they might have waited for, for the toxicology oh, okay. before they could do the full autopsy. Okay. I'm assuming they did the autopsy like right when her body got there. Yeah. But toxicology takes a while for those to come okay. back. So okay. that's probably why. I was why. like, why did it take so long? I don't know, but I'm assuming. Okay. <laughs> cool. So now we're going to talk a little bit about like the route to the roof from where Lisa was okay. and how she might have gotten there. And then we're going to get into the theories. Oh, boy. So, 
Yes. If Elisa went left from the elevator on the 14th floor, as she was going, she was going left, she could have made it to the fire escape. Now, from the 14th floor fire escape to the roof, it's not like a staircase. Mm -hmm. It's just a straight up ladder, like up to the roof, which it's not impossible for her to have done. It's definitely a little scary. And the one thing that is like, it's so hard to speculate about because if someone's not in their right mind, obviously we're not going to understand why they did something. No. But a lot of people, like Elisa's sister has said that in her hallucinations, she sometimes thought that someone was chasing her or something, (laughs) which I would believe that makes sense with the video. But if she thought that someone was chasing her and she went out onto the fire escape to escape, I don't know why she would go up and not down. You can't. Which I know. I don't know. She's not in her right mind. Again. She's, and that's the part that's so hard. But if I, I don't know. There's a lot of times where people in movies and stuff are freaked out of being chased and they don't go the right place mm-hmm. that they're supposed to go, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. It just, also that fire escape is sketchy. I don't know oh, how yeah. the whole building is sketchy. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. It's almost a hundred years old. Like been there a long time it's sketchy also like it was like 90 years old when she was there so i'm sorry if i'm on a roof and the only way to get down is down this sketchy ladder (laughs) i'm burning (laughs) like i don't burn (laughs) um so but the fire escape does offer an alternative to how elisa could have gotten to the roof without the alarm going off Mm mm-hmm and there was also the stairwell that went up to the roof. And there was an alarm door at the top that needs a key to access it, like I mentioned. But some YouTube investigators did go to this door. The and ones say, that did the elevator thing? Yeah. Okay. And they said that they pushed on it. And some of them said that they never heard the alarm go off, mm-hmm. which I don't know if maybe it was a silent alarm. Yeah. They made it sound like the a lot of things I saw said that it like made it seem like it was an alarm that made noise. Yeah. So... Well, know. sometimes those systems are not right. Remember when we lived in? Yeah, I don't want to say where we lived <laughs> in our in our in our college apartment, and they had just put in the fire alarms, but we our floor did not. They were like testing them, and they did not go off. And yeah. our floor, they did not go off. Other floors did, and then we were like leaving the building, and everyone was coming back in, and they were like, "There's a fire drill or something." Yeah, there's so many fire exits that I've gone out before that yeah, didn't have, have alarms, an alarm. but. Anyway, so the alarm might not have been working. Also, if it had gone off, maybe she was already in the tank by the time someone checked on it. Mm-hmm. And they're like, um, someone must have just opened it. And, That's true. And I shut, don't know if there's record off. of it going off Yeah, that day. That's just like, but if it did go true. off, like she could have already been hidden yeah. out of sight. People would just been like weird someone might have so just opened it mm-hmm. and closed it again and i will note that also in these youtube videos that one of the security guards like let them go up there to look around mm-hmm. and there was like cigarette butts and like beer bottles and graffiti oh, yeah. and stuff so like people were clearly able to access Accident. this roof a lot people probably know how to turn off the alarm yeah so it's not the most secure place like <laughs> 700 room the building's so big there's no way their staff is no. big enough to actually manage that. So with their budget, come on. So those are the two ways that Elisa could have gotten to the roof. Yeah. And now we're going to get into the theories. Mm-hmm. And the first theory is foul play. And this encompasses a lot of smaller theories. Uh. So I'm going to talk about the smaller theories like more in detail. So the first theory is that she was murdered 
most likely by someone who worked at the hotel that could have like covered it up. Yeah. That's really the only way to explain how someone could have opened the door to the roof and also like that would have known where the water tanks were and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and this hotel had about 50 employees at the time, which that does not seem like a lot of employees for a hotel this big. No. Like I said, they don't have enough. But with their budget. so they had 50 employees at the time. Yeah. And only the owners, security, and maintenance had keys to the roof. But anyone would have known where the exterior fire escape was. Yeah. So. And I'm sure those employees figure it out. Yeah. If the guests that's barely stay there can figure out how to get up there, they can figure out how to get up there. And female guests at the Cecil had reported feeling like they are being spied on in the shared bathroom at the Cecil, which is That doesn't surprise me whatsoever. No. Unfortunately. No. But really hate that for them. I mean, creepy people were staying there all the time. Yeah. And also, Elisa wasn't in a good headspace, clearly, and was in a foreign country and a more dangerous part of the city. So she definitely could have been like vulnerable to someone yeah. taking advantage of her. And here is the other part of the elevator footage that I think is pretty interesting. So a lot of people think that in one split second of the footage that you can see just the tip of someone else's shoe. Mm. And it's like while Elisa is kind of spinning like in a circle in the hallway. Mm-hmm. And so it could possibly be her own foot. Yeah. But like she would have had to be like turning her foot like yeah. in a really weird way mm-hmm. for it to be her foot. It like doesn't really make sense. I honestly do believe someone could have been standing there from the way the footage looks. And I'll probably include yeah. like a screenshot of it. I mean. But. Someone could have walked up to her and been like, you okay? That's and then fair. if she was acting where they were like, not my problem, and That's gone fair. away. That's true. I didn't even think of that. But if it was someone with ill intentions, they would have had to know where the security camera in the elevator to was yeah. to like that closely avoid yeah. being seen. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. It's very interesting. Clearly today I'm in very much accident theory. <laughs> That's okay. I don't I mean, think I good. normally am, but for some reason today. <laughs> That's fine. Um, which people also, I will say, point to that and the missing 53 seconds of video. and They line that, up? Well, I you think the seconds are like, I think it's like, I Throughout don't it, know where missing. they're missing. Okay. But I think people think that maybe some of, that's edited some of that is edited okay. to cut out someone else that was in the hallway. Okay. So now we're getting into maybe why it might not be murder. If... Elisa was killed or knocked unconscious before she ended up in the tank. She would have had to be carried up a ladder into the water tank. Yeah. Either way, she would have had to be carried up a ladder because the roof thing had a ladder too. Mm -hmm. That seems very unlikely. And also there was no like trauma to her body that would indicate being dragged or anything. Yeah. Or attacked. But yeah. yeah. So it's not impossible, but it does kind of rule out that idea. Yeah. It doesn't rule out the idea that someone could have lured her up there like said they were going to go swimming or something yeah. or that she could have been forced up there at gunpoint or something i find it's that not unlikely to me for some reason it's not impossible yeah. but it is unlikely mm-hmm. so um the one other thing that could point to murder is that in most accidental drownings the victim is face down and elisa was found face up Mm-hmm. which is weird, but the water would have fluctuated some in the tank from being used and stuff. Yeah. Which could have like rotated her body. Yeah. 
So the guy that you said the guy that found her said she was down twelve inches. Yes, which is weird to me that her body wouldn't be floating at the very top of the water. It's very weird. But that means so, like if her body is somehow twelve inches into the water, she could have it could have moved her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So she was down twelve inches, but she was face up, mm. which is just ugh, weird, haunting. So. Some of the other theories mm. of foul play. Some people believe that the LAPD was involved, yeah. which not unlikely, but. I don't know why they would have sent 18 detectives at yeah. that point. There's like, okay, one of the I'm, conspiracies that I'm not getting into is that they were like involved in like a snuff film or something. I did not delve into that theory I because would not want I to. don't know. But yeah, I think a lot of people think that she's involved because they did search the roof and didn't find anything. I don't know if like search, if the search dogs like found anything up there. Like if they also water probably would cover some of that. Yeah, I'm sure it did. But it's just it's definitely weird. Um, and people also believe this is why it could not be determined was scratched out. And then they believe that the LAPD was like, no, you got to change that. Yeah. yeah. So and also. The police reports were never released to the public, even though everyone was like asking for them, which is like, yeah, they don't have to release the police reports, but no, people think that they're covering something they're, up. Yeah. So just wanted to put that out there. That's a theory. Does anyone know what Elise's family thinks happened? I don't know, actually. Okay. I, there is a little follow up on them at the very okay. end, but okay. if there was a cover up, I could see the police being in on it like with the hotel but i don't see any reason the police alone would want to cover it up you know i just i don't no. believe that and also but. like what do they there no one ever saw her with a cop yeah like there's just like no real reason behind it the only no. re- like reason that any of the theories gave was the snuff film which i don't understand <laughs> But okay. I think that if there was a snuff film involving Elisa Lamb with how big her case has gotten, someone yeah. would have found it. Oh, yeah, definitely. So there's ugh. no way to bury that that far no. deep. So other theories. Some people think that witches were involved, <sighs> which people think this, I think, because January 31st or whatever is a witch's holiday. But okay. the holiday like celebrates spring. Like it's not <laughs> like a dark holiday. Yeah. And also witches aren't super intent on getting, killing people, you know, (laughs) I'm sorry. Like, have you ever met someone that like does witchy stuff? It's not. I have all these tarot card readings on my TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) That's bad. I claim this. (laughs) And there's like a dark video and people are like, I don't claim this. Don't like this to not claim this. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, it's. Nah. Dumb. I don't like um, that. One. People claimed that Alistair Crowley wrote a poem about Elisa, which I read the poem. I don't know why people think it's related. It does not seem mm-hmm. related, but I don't know. He had like founded a theory or religion about something about a demon named Lamb. Oh, I yeah, I've heard this. But Lamb is a pretty common name, like last name. Yeah, and like Lamb is like spelled like the animal is throughout the bible and stuff like it wouldn't if like demons and stuff like it wouldn't surprise me well i know it's i know i know yeah okay but i mean like that word is like common with that kind of stuff so i can see someone taking it spelling it it a little differently you know like and also the poem that he supposedly wrote about elisa was written like way before she was born so no it's people grasping at straws it's whatever that is a conspiracy I did not look super deep into. No, I don't really care about anyway, that much. 
there are a lot of theories in this case that I didn't look into because there is so much coincidence yeah. with this case that like I get it. There are some things that I'm like, okay, that's weird. I mean, but honestly, the two, the only two that I find somewhat credible are foul play by someone in the hotel and an accident. Yes, agreed. Like, but I have to cover all of these. Yeah. So I just people's minds are so messed up to just go it's to these places. Weird. <laughs> yeah. Um. There was one theory that a black metal musician named Morbid was involved um, because he had posted a video of himself at the Cecil Hotel in 2012, a whole year before Elisa Lam <laughs> checked wow. in. And then around the time of her death, he posted a music video of like himself chasing a girl through the woods or something. That because is not the same thing. He's a metal musician. <laughs> like, yeah, that's also the... It would be weird, really weird if... They were in a hotel, but... Yeah. So he was in Mexico when Elisa died. He was not involved, but people like... Just because someone does metal music doesn't mean People tore into this man. Like, they ruined his life. I don't know if he's a good guy or not, but... I don't know. He, like, talked a little bit in the Netflix documentary. I just felt bad for him. Yeah. Like, yeah. Poor guy. Maybe. So. I don't know. I don't want to have an opinion on him. I don't know him. <laughs> I don't want to say one way or the other. I mean, he didn't deserve no, he to didn't be called out that. for something he didn't do. So um, the next theory was that she was involved with the Invisible Light Agency. Oh, I've heard of this one. I mean, I probably heard all of these. So this Elisa had posted at one point about some like invisibility technology. And people thought that she was in correspondence with the military and that they killed her because she knew too much. 21 year old college student from Canada. Yeah. With the U.S. military. Yeah. And this theory basically says that this agency was creating, like, an invisible man suit. Also, that movie was not good. Sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry to Morbid, but they talked so much about this movie. The podcast, not the musician. Yeah, also the musician, but maybe. We're not talking about him. I I know. (laughs) But um, on the Morbid podcast, they talked about this theory, and they loved the movie The Invisible Man. I did not. I <laughs> I thought I was going to be terrified and then we were just making fun I thought of it, it the whole time. But anyway, um, this theory came about because on Google Maps, there's something called the Invisible Light Agency inside the Cecil Hotel. Mm-hmm. It's it's stupid. This theory Any business stupid. can put any address, honestly. Yeah. And on the Morbid podcast, they suggested that maybe the particles found on Elise's clothing oh, yeah. were from like that. the Invisible Man suit. Mm. So I probably not. Probably not. But I just yeah, I don't believe this theory at all. But people really like it, I guess. I don't think a company in the CISA hotel would have that technology. <laughs> Someone else would have stolen that shit. Yeah, the government. <laughs> not just the government. Yeah. I, also I just do want to say if that invisible man suit from the movie The Invisible Man existed, I would be scared for real. Oh yeah. But the movie is not scary. Yeah. No, I don't spend money on it unless you like that kind of stuff. Maybe do. Please don't. I don't want that to exist. No, the movie. <laughs> I-, <laughs> I did not realize we were not talking about the same. We thing. were not at all. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. It's a little late. Yeah, listen, I'm tired, but we're going to be done soon. So then there was a link to tuberculosis. Ah, <laughs> uh, I'm very familiar. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and this was linked because there was a huge outbreak of tuberculosis after Elisa's death, specifically around Skid Row. 
Well, that makes sense. So, and some people theorize that Elisa was subject to bioterrorism. And just people, her. I don't know. People believe, well, kind of. I'll get okay, into that. Okay. But people believe that she was connected, one, because the test for tuberculosis is called Lamelisa. Oh, yeah. Which is definitely weird, but this test was made way before she was born, once again. Those are just so weird. It's definitely so creepy, though. And also, her school had, like, a state-of-the-art tuberculosis, like, research center. So Why did her, like, what are the odds? It's just, yeah, that's the thing with this case. There's so many freaky, weird coincidences that, like, I don't understand. But... I did know that, but I forget mm-hmm. it, but I like, don't like what it. What the heck? But people think either that she was a biological weapon sent to LA to <laughs> infect the homeless population. No. Or Who is that crazy to think this? I don't know. Or that she was killed because she knew too much. She seems like such a nice person. Like she just wanted to get a break this college, and go vacation. I guarantee you mo- majority of college students would never do that no i don't want to say not all because i'm pretty sure there's probably some crazy ones but yeah from canada like she just wanted to go like explore. her school's not gonna pick this one person here's this tuberculosis. so people think that she could have had tuberculosis since some people who suffer from it do suffer from hallucinations yeah and people think that maybe her ending up in the water was how the outbreak started from people drinking the water that she no, was in. That's terrible. It's just, it's terrible. That's like, just offensive. I, it's very offensive. And I understand that the connections between her and tuberculosis are, are really weird. Yeah. But it's, come on. It's a conspiracy theory. So, yeah. have some respect. Some people, I will say, also think that she had tuberculosis and was killed to prevent the outbreak but then she was in the water so why would you put her in the water that people are going to be drinking if you wanted to prevent the outbreak it's dumb it doesn't make any sense it doesn't make any sense um people that make these theories they don't think it all the way through it's plot holes people plot holes there are connections to the movie dark water because there's a lot of similarities there i'm not even going to get into it but people thought that maybe there was like a crazed fan of the movie that was trying to recreate the plot or something but if you actually watch it it's like very different yeah so it's not connected it's dumb now we're gonna get into the paranormal theories yeah. So, uh, do you think uh, Richard Ramirez, his spirit um, did it? So, yeah. <laughs> That's what Zach Bagans thinks. One of the theories is that there was some sort of like ghost or demon or something that she was possessed or something. Maybe that Richard Ramirez. But he involved. did do s- satanic stuff. So I guess. That's that's He could have summoned things. Like, I guess things Zach Bagans theory that way. I feel like that might be part of his theory. Yeah. Is, like it's not I'm sure that there's something dark in that hotel, oh, but I don't think that it killed her. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a theory. Um and the second paranormal theory connects to the elevator game. <laughs> and I'm just I am going to talk about this theory because it's widely believed, but I just want to talk about this because I think that this theory would not be as widespread if Elisa was white. Yeah. The elevator game, if you don't know, is a game that supposedly originated from Korea. Which it's not even where she's from. she's Chinese. But I think that a lot of people saw... She also was not, to my knowledge, born in China, right? No, she's born born in Vancouver. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) 
But I think that a lot of people saw a video of an Asian woman acting strangely in an elevator and they said, oh, the the elevator game. And I just think that that's not right. Dumb. I think that like there are, I'm sure, people that believe this that do not come about from like a bad place. But yeah. I just I don't like how widespread this is. And I think that it's just a little racist. And I think it's something to consider. Yeah. So this it's, game. It's bad. Yeah, it. Oh, it makes me angry. Maybe just don't play this game. First of all, uh, don't play this game. No. I'm not going to get into the rules and stuff because it's... Zach Bagans tried to do it without reading them. And one of them is like, a woman might get on at this floor. Don't acknowledge her. Before he read, don't acknowledge her. He's like, I feel something. And he goes <laughs> like, hey. Then he reads, don't acknowledge her. And he goes, why well, already messed it up? Like, you, you are so just, stupid. Uh, don't play games that mess with paranormal things. No. Uh, pro tip. But... So this game was known to go around Tumblr a lot. Annalisa was on, on Tumblr, Tumblr all of the time. However, she didn't like reblog anything about it or like anything about it, yeah. which I think that if she like came across it and was like, oh, I want to play that, that yeah. she would have. Did like, any of her, you didn't look too far into her Tumblr, I'm assuming, but she didn't like talk about paranormal stuff at all on there, right? I never saw it. So then it probably wouldn't be popping up for her a yeah. lot, so... So I don't think that she was yeah. playing it. Um, but basically, the game is supposed to take you to a different world that looks the same, except for all of the lights are off and there are no other living things there. And getting back to the real world is like disorienting or something. No, thanks. I, I don't know. I didn't look super deep into this game. Yeah. I don't know why you would play it. <laughs> it seems yeah. stupid. Also, her decisions on the elevator do not line up with this yeah game. the game like is very methodical and of you where start to go. from the bottom yes so i think the theory here is that she was trying to get back that and she had already gone and was trying to get back to the footage? real world where's that which footage? there's no footage of her playing the elevator game yeah. actually um but people think that she was disoriented from trying to get back to the real realm yeah. or whatever so i don't believe this mm -hmm. theory i think it's a load of crap yeah. And we're going to move on. Yeah. I feel like I just heard a noise somewhere, but it could have been downstairs. I don't know. It scared me. We're going to go with it was downstairs. Yeah. Um, there was another theory that is that she committed suicide, which I'm not going to get into depth because like I said, they ruled that out. They already though. ruled it out. And also, I do think if you're going to commit suicide in this hotel, there are other ways to do it. We yeah. talked about it in your episode of the different ways that people yeah. have done it there. And I just, first of all, how would you know that the water tanks are up there? And why would that be the way your that you choice. choose to kill yourself? Yeah, no. So I don't think that's like that a very what drawn happened. out way. Like, yeah, that sounds awful. Yeah. <laughs> so moving on what i heard was probably our neighbors i just heard them do other things so maybe they were starting their laundry or something solved <laughs> I mean, it scared me it could have been outside too kind of like a rumbling thing i don't know just glad it wasn't here i'm just it, guessing but okay okay we're just having a spooky time here we are this, this is really, really watch, freaking like, me out yeah honest. something lighthearted. okay almost done yeah. so now we're getting into the formal theory which okay. is that it was an accident which we already kind of talked about, but I'll give a little more detail I here. apparently have a lot of thoughts on that today. So. <laughs> so I like that you're like, your thoughts are just taking you over. <laughs> yeah. I honestly didn't think that that's what I thought happened <laughs> until I started just talking. Okay. Well, Katie's learning a lot about herself. Yep. So 
the theory goes that Elisa could have been trying to go swimming or something or that she was just hallucinating, had wandered out and fell into the water tank and couldn't get out after she was in there. Yeah. Taking into consideration her odd behavior in the shared room and her odd behavior in the elevator footage, it makes sense. Elisa's sister said in the past that Elisa did have psychotic episodes where she was afraid and thought that someone was chasing her, Mm -hmm. like I said. So that would make sense why she was like hiding in the elevator at one point and stuff like that. Yeah. So there's that. It still leaves the question of how she got into the tank. It's getting to the roof is the part that like, but I mean, she's already on the fourth, 14th floor. Yeah. And if that alarm isn't always a part That's the only way I can see it being is yeah. that the alarm wasn't on. Which because, clearly it's yeah. not always on. So, so there's I don't that. think that's super far-fetched. Um, I don't see her climbing the fire escape. Also, no one ever saw that, said that they saw her. Yeah. Granted, we don't know what time it was mm-hmm. because the freaking LAPD won't yeah. tell us, but yeah. whatever. Um, the one part about this whole thing that confuses me the most is the part about the dogs like catching her scent to the fifth floor fire escape. Yeah. And they made that such a big thing, but she was on the 14th floor in the elevator footage. And so I just, I want to know, did she go back down to the fifth floor before going up? Yeah. Or was that just like way before? And they it could just, have been like, before. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. That's just, I'm very curious. So I just her scent was on the fifth floor. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's where her room was. Yeah. That doesn't surprise me. But I want to know like, why it was going out to the fire escape there. Maybe she was just looking. I don't know. It wasn't out on the actual fire escape, was it? It made it sound like it was like out um, on the fire escape. I don't know. Which But they would have I think they would have caught it elsewhere on the fire escape if she had climbed up the fire escape. Yeah. So I don't know. Hmm. Just very... Also sometimes people just sit on fire escapes. I know. I've never been on a fire escape. Me neither, but <laughs> they do it in the movies. <laughs> so it has to be true. <laughs> so that's where I'm going to leave all of the theories. I go back and forth between accident and <laughs> foul, foul play. play. <laughs> Clearly, you believe it's an accident. <laughs> I just don't. I guess I just don't think any of the foul play has enough evidence to convince me 100%. I get that. that. I think I would just need more. Oh, yeah. Now, if the edited footage came out and there was somebody on it, then I'd be more likely. But mm-hmm. So that's that. Um, I will mention that Elisa's parents did file a wrongful death suit against the Cecil Hotel, stating that the hotel was negligent and that such negligence caused her death. Yeah. So they I feel said, like that probably has to do with maybe the alarm on the door not working. Yes. Kind of so thing. I'm going to go on. Okay. They said that there was risk on the roof and the hotel should have done more to prevent people from going up there. Yeah. Which, yeah. They also said that the tanks should have been locked. Not only is there risk of someone falling into the tanks, but there would also be risk of someone contaminating the water. Yeah. And these weren't locked. But at the time, like, this wasn't a law. It's not required. It's just not good. Like, that's sketchy that those are just open. Well, yeah. The whole hotel is sketchy. Yeah. Um, They also said that the hotel clearly knew that she wasn't okay, but did nothing really to help her. Um, But the defense argued that Elisa herself was negligent and so was her family. When you are, well, one, she's 21. She's an adult. So it's not on her parents, really. Like, and also, two, when you are, have mental health issues, like, as responsible as you can be, sometimes you have a hard time. Like, like you can't blame someone's mental health problems. I'm sorry. How is your defense going to be? I mean, it's her job. I know. But, like not 
to say like oh it's just an accident but to be like well they were negligent like i just hate they that they kind warning. of have to i guess I know, but i just that's so awful yeah i hate it um and the suit was eventually dismissed because it was a unforeseeable tragedy and the roof was technically off limits to guests which sure but it was clearly accessible not and yeah. not enforced um yeah, I think that the Cecil Hotel was negligent, which it's so frustrating. Because oh, they I were definitely negligent. That it's a big hotel and it's not like a. If you have seven hundred rooms, you should have more than fifty staff members. Oh yeah, so like what? Okay, leaving it at that. At least they're not open right now. Yeah, thank God. But it's probably the longest they haven't had a death in there since they opened. So I don't even know how to end this. Let us know your thoughts. Yeah, if you have any. Or if you just want to talk about it yeah. and, like, be sad about it, that's okay, too. Yeah. And I'm sorry if you're a conspiracy theorist fan that I wanted to hear some theories. But This is something just... that you should not have conspiracy theories on. Th- yeah. It's one it's thing fair. to have, like, government conspira- conspiracy theories and stuff like that. But to have them about someone, like, a young woman's death. Yeah. Come on. Yep. That's messed up. That's true. I take it that's back. I'm not to, sorry. <laughs> that's mean to their families. Like, that's yeah. mean to people's families. So boundaries. It's okay if you believe that mattress firms are a money laundering <laughs> scheme. <laughs> but it's if not you okay learn for anything this. <laughs> from this podcast, it's what's okay and what's not okay. It's what conspiracy theories are okay. I just thought about the Princess Diana one, and maybe I need to be more careful. But <laughs> and that's all we're gonna say about yeah. Princess Diana <laughs> right now. <laughs> Let me watch the Harry and Meghan interview, and I'll get back to you. But. Heard. Stop. <laughs> okay. okay. You can follow us on Instagram at Something Sick Podcast or on Twitter at A Sick Podcast or on TikTok. Please follow us on TikTok at Something Sick Podcast and send us an email with your thoughts and what you think happened to Elisa at Something Sick Podcast at gmail.com. Heck yeah. And we will see you next week. Well, you can hear us next week. I don't even know. We'll speak to you next week. (laughs) We will talk to you later. We will talk at you later. (laughs) T-T-Y-L.